Welcome back. Look at us. We're here. We're doing it. I'm not wearing a bra, so um, if you're watching this on YouTube, I hope that you search hard for some ounce of nip, and I pray that if you find it, you enjoy it, and uh, and you let it linger for the rest of the week until we see each other again. I hope it brings you joy and happiness and peace in this crazy, wild time we're living in. I wish that I was more brave. I have, you know... People say, oh, you're a comedian. That's so brave. And I'm like, I can't even wear a white T-shirt with no bra. I'm in fear. There's not enough people in the, in the, in the, what's the movement? In the free the nip movement. You know, in LA, we're getting closer. You know, I notice a lot of women without bras on. But at this rate, there's just not enough women braless in the streets for me to feel comfortable doing it because it's kind of like seeing a unicorn at this point you know if I'm not wearing a bra and I you know see a man typically it's a male his gaze goes straight to the biddies and and then I have to address that I'm not the type of gal who can just see that someone's looking at her titties and then not say anything I have to be like yeah, I decided not to wear a bra today, being pretty brave. I have to say something, and then it makes it weird for everyone. If if every woman in the world just stopped wearing a bra, it would be so normal. It wouldn't even be, like, hot and sexy. It would just be like, yeah, another bitch in a bra or without a bra. And that's the kind of... But I have to be the change that I wish to see in the world, so I'm slowly making progress. And uh, I just, if it's a white t-shirt, I just can't do it. Because then you can see the full circumference of the areola. And if there's any scientists or mathematicians who follow me online, they can just do some quick math and do an equation and figure out my exact areola size. That's too much info. I can't have that. I'm comfortable with my nip size. You know, I know a lot of people are in shame about theirs if they have big old, big old nippies. I have a friend. I was with her and she was like, I hadn't seen her boobs up until this point. And that's the beautiful thing about being a woman, you know, like me and my gal friends, we could just get changed in front of each other, show each other our titties and have a good old jolly time. No guy I know is just, I mean, comedians are a weird breed of people. Because, like, if I talk to my guy friends who are in comedy, like, they they do a bunch of weird shit, you know? So I can't use them as, like, a baseline of male knowledge. But I would assume that most men don't hang out with their guy friends and, let's say, like, oh, do you think, do you think my balls hang a little bit weird? But do they? Do guys do that? No, guys don't do that. Unless you're, like, really close to someone or you're kind of a little odd, like... Then you would do that. Like, I remember my boyfriend showed Santino his pubes. Like, I think that was on the podcast. They were talking about pubes. And then my boyfriend just pulls his pubes out. No question. Like, so he's a weird guy. I can't use his experience as the male experience in a general form, which I love doing generalizations. But I think as a woman, it's more common for us to just be open about our bodies and stuff. Anyway, I was with my friend and she was talking about her nips being quite large. And, you know, you do that thing where you go, oh, it's probably not that big. She showed me her boobs and I was like, those are quite large. She did have really big areolas. And I wasn't grossed out. I was just like, oh, she was right. She wasn't, you know how we can be like, I'm so fat. And it's like, you're not fat. Like maybe you're bigger than you think you are, but you're not. It's like a way to be like, no, you're not fat. Why would you even say that? She was like, I have big nipples. I was like, no, no, you don't. She showed me them. I was like, yeah, as a matter of fact, you do. You're correct. You're not lying. But I'm like, there's, there's, there's gotta be dudes out there who are into that, right? 100%. Yeah. So I'm like, don't be, don't sell yourself short. And also like, like own those big old nips. But I get it. Like, I think, I think that I have good sized nips. I don't think they're too small. I don't think they're too big. I think they're, you know, good, healthy, adult nips. Um, but in a white shirt, you can see the whole thing. I get too self-conscious, you know, and one day I'll get there, but not today. 
I went to the Comedy Store 50th anniversary. It was very exclusive, very exclusive event. And I went and, you know, I wasn't sure what the dress code was going to be. I was like, are people going to be dressed up really nicely? And so I, I wore, I wore kind of a sexy top and then like trousers. I thought that's like kind of a mullet outfit. I love a mullet outfit. And by that, I mean like business either on top or on bottom party on the other so I was I was party on top. I had my titties out. I was it was kind of like a crop top, low cut shirt. It's like animal print, so it's like sexy spaghetti straps, Forever Twenty One kind of vibes, like school dance Forever Twenty One. So I'm wearing my little party on top. I'm wearing my trousers on bottom, very business on bottom, and I thought that was like a good hybrid for the occasion. So I'm wearing that, and as soon as I walk in, every dude I see looking at the biddies and I have to be like yep I brought my boobs out tonight because it's weird I see you looking at my chest I can't just let it go I gotta call you out but make it fun I don't want you to feel threatened boys god no if I make you feel threatened then you might not want to fuck me at some point speaking of my boyfriend is back hi beans come here come here beans Come here. Hi. Oh, he's so cute. So I went to the comedy store 50th. I brought my titties out. I got to see so many people I haven't seen in so long. And that's what I needed. That I didn't even know that I needed it, but that's what I needed. Because I, let me tell you, if I haven't mentioned it in previous podcasts before this, I've been in a funk yet again. I'm back in a funk. I'm in and out, in and out, in and out. I was in. And all I needed really was just to see all these people who I hadn't seen in so long at something where comedy wasn't happening. It was beautiful. Like no one cared about anything. We were just, you know, there were a lot of drunk people um, making a fool of themselves. Yeah, it was interesting. There was this girl who I hadn't seen in a while and she was like, she opened up off rip. I'm in the middle of a conversation with someone. She comes up to me. She's like just super drunk. She's like, I'm sorry about what I said on Instagram. And I have no recollection of this. It's not something that's been weighing on my mind or weighing on my heart. Is that how what you say? Weighing on my chest? Yeah, I wasn't like weighing on my big titty chest or anything. She said that and I'm like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. And she was like, yeah, I told you that you're short on Instagram. I didn't realize that you're tall. I'm like, Okay, what a weird thing to bring up. But that's what happens. Sometimes people get drunk and it's like, it's on some weird shit. It's on some like drunk stepmom like type of molesty vibes. You know what I'm talking about? I've never had that, but I've heard it and I've seen it. You know when like you have like a drunk stepmom who kind of gets horny for the stepchild? It's a porn category, but yeah, I've seen it. It's like weird drunk parent vibes. And then someone else was really drunk, and I can't remember who it was, but they were being weird as hell. And I'm blanking on it, but it was still fun to just see everyone. There was some guy from Scarface there. Two guys from Scarface, I think. The main Scarface guy, and then maybe... No, not Al Pacino. That's the main Scarface. Oh, okay. But maybe the next main guy, the not Al Pacino... He looked, he was like kind of a daddy. He was wearing these cool like prescription glasses that had like that blue film over them. Was he tall? I don't know. But he was wearing like a sexy little outfit, like a man outfit, like a little button down that fit him just right. And these blue like lens glasses and some nice fitted pants. And then like a classic old man, he just had the comfiest, like most practical, just Disneyland type of shoes on. But man, he was, yeah, wait, 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 go down second row, second to right. Yeah, that dude. Who is that guy? Oh, damn. He was looking like a little smoke show back in the day too. What's his name? Steven Bauer. Steven Bauer. He was, um, Partners with Al Pacino. In the yeah, movie. he was looking good. I don't know why he was there. Maybe he had a stint in comedy. In he was looking good. Yeah. And then I think there was someone else, but I don't remember. But yeah, <laughs> yummy, yummy. Would you plow? No. You wouldn't. Why not? How my type? What's your type? 
Um, if you were to plow a famous dude. Good question. Yeah. What famous dude would you plow? Lee, would you plow this Scarface guy? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I have low standards. Okay. I like I like I like a hip dude. Like a Brad Pitt kind of hip? That's even too far. Like a, too like hip? A, like a Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds? What's a hip about Ryan Reynolds? He makes he's corny young, ass jokes on Instagram. But he's making jokes. I bet you this dude doesn't have any, like, you know? I don't hip. know. You see, Ryan Reynolds is corny as hell. There's nothing hip. I love him. Okay, but that's not hip. He's like a corny, just Jason like. Jason Bateman? Act- Jason Bateman. Yeah, there's a hip. Yeah. yeah, these aren't hip people. Yeah, these aren't hip, hip people. That's so wild. Yeah, you like nerdy dudes. Michael Sarah? Oh, you wouldn't plow him. Why not? Because I was we just talking. the same ta- taste in music. I think we could have like an oh, okay. emotional connection. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's hip. Michael Sarah's hip as hell. He has like a secret wife. They're like people know, but it's like secret. He had, they had a secret baby. Like, he's just, like, cool. That's hip. Being all secret. I was giving... So, I, I visited my grandma today. She says hi, by the way. Boyfriend. My grandma. She says hi. And I was visiting my grandma. Kind of a last-minute, spur-of-the-moment thing. I was in her neck of the woods. And if this bitch loves nothing else than talking about dying, she's obsessed with it. I need to get her, like, death merch because this it's all she thinks about, all she talks about. She's like, oh, I was talking to Arthur. That's her dead husband who's been dead for years. She's always talking to him. I'm like, well, is he answering, Grandma? Have you heard back from him? I don't think so. You're wasting your time, you know? She's like, oh, I hope he welcomes me when I die. I was like, yeah, I hope so, too, or else you're going to be real disappointed because you've been thinking about this for a long time. All she talks about is dying. And it's like, don't talk about it, be about it. Okay? She's, it's all she thinks about. It's also like you had COVID for two years. There's two years COVID going around. Great out. That's a great way to go. But no, she's sticking it out. She's like being a fighter for some reason. She wants to go. I was, ma- I was making her crack up today. I was telling her what I'm telling you guys right now. It's dark, but she was loving it. And I told her I have a joke about her because this is material that I'm working into the podcast and trying to make it seem like I'm thinking of it off the cuff. But I have done this on stage a few times. It's new. It's new. So I'll give myself that. But she complains about things as if, you know, it's it's unique to her as if it gives her an excuse to die. And it's the same shit I'm complaining about. She's always like, oh, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I'm like, so am I. Who isn't? We're all tired. She's like, oh, I'm, I forget everything. I, my memory's terrible. I'm like, I don't even know if you're my grandma. She she was cracking up when She's I said that. She's good with the dark joke. She's good with the dark jokes. I think, cause, I think because when people get a certain age, everyone gets a little softer on them, like they're a baby again, like you hit the full cycle of life. So when you're old, when you're her age, I mean, she's also playing into it. She's like, I'm tired. I'm sick. I shit my pants. It's like, I shit my pants too. Like nothing she's saying isn't just the human experience. She just happens to also be old in saying it. Anyway. But yeah, people like baby you when you get old. And if she's going to talk about dying, girl, I'll get right on boat with you too. I, that didn't make sense, but you know what I mean. It's like, I'll play into it. You want to talk to Arthur? I'm like, I'm like, what's he doing up there? He better be ready for you. If not, <laughs> you I'll bring a Ouija board. I should bring a Ouija board. I bet she'd do it. No, she wouldn't do it. Why not? Because then she'd have to bend over. No, you'd and do it, her. but I'm saying she'd sit with you. Yeah, but I think that's like a, I think that might that's like a different category of like what she's into. Like that's like a little bit too dark and mystical for her. Like she wants to die, but she's not like trying to do like release the spirits. She just wants her husband. My boyfriend, I told her that uh, you don't like the name Arthur because I said if I have a boy when I get pregnant at some point that I want to name him Arthur and that you don't like the name Arthur. And I said, I I said to my grandma, I said, I said to my boyfriend, I said, tell that to my grandma, bitch. And she was LOLing. Oh, great audience today. Great audience at the senior center. She was, oh, this was another thing that got her to laugh. So when I walked in... 
um, at the front desk, like the lobby area, the guy you have to like sign in, sign in your name and the time and stuff. And I asked him, I was like, how many young people live here? And he's like, only about two. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. It seems like it's mostly just old people here. He's like, yeah. So then I go up to my grandma's place and I was like, grandma, how many young people live here? And she was like, oh, quite a few, quite a few. There's a lot of young people. And I said, I don't think so. The guy at the front desk said there's only two young people here. I was like, I guess to you, like maybe in your 60s is probably young. And she was loving it. She was loving it. My delivery was much better at my grandma's because I was really trying to charm her. But you get the gist. Because it is true to my grandma. She thinks like if you're in your 50s or 60s, oh, those are young people. They are. I was like, bitch, you're too old to be gauging young and... All that stuff. Um, so she was, I was just, you know, I was really killing. I got a boost of confidence. She said, I'm, I'm, I'm smock, Yiddish, smock. Do you know what that means? Mm, no. Um, not to be confused with schmuck. Schmock. Schmock. It means delicious, appearing beautiful and delicious. That's what she said I am. I said, Grandma, are you trying to eat me out right now? You sick fuck. What if she was? What are you going to do? You're dying Grandma's last wishes? I'll let her. I wouldn't. I wonder, would I let her, would I, would she take her teeth out or keep them in? She does care about appearance, so I feel like she would feel more comfortable with the teeth in, but I say, hey, be yourself. Be free. It's not what you said. What is it? Schmuck. Yeah. What does it mean? Yiddish dictionary. Uh, I would just no. This isn't right either. This there's nothing. Ah, uh, made it up. Well, maybe that's kind of what Yiddish is, isn't it? No. Yiddish is a little made up. You had your German, own little German Hebrew. Schmuck. A schmuck is something you wear when you paint. You know, you wear a schmuck. That's just a mock. Schmuck. Schmuck. Yeah. You really? Put smock on, yeah. I thought it was smock. Yeah, same. Okay, smock. Smock. That's the only one I see. Schmock. Yiddish. Hmm. Oh, what a sh- no. Yeah, it's only showing schmock. Yeah. I'm looking schmock. I think you're Schmackspur. Schmeckle? Schmuck? Ugh. Yeah, she is losing it. She said that she has something in her frontal lobe, but she's like, I don't want to find out what it is. She said, I'm not going back in. She said, I'm ready. I know. But she like wasn't being specific. I'm like, how did you find this out? And she's like, I don't know. I'm not going in. I'm like, did you make up that you have something? Does she get thunderclap headaches? I don't know. I want to do a joke about your friend. I met my boyfriend's friend who's in medical school. He's a great dude. I was, you know, I don't have health insurance anymore. So I'm just fielding questions at him. I'm like, I had a hernia in 2005. Do you think it'll ever come back? I'm just asking him anything about my health while I can. And it was so funny because he's in medical school. He's so smart. He knows so much, you know, because he's about to take his exam. So it's all in his brain. He has to know everything right now. This is probably the most he'll ever know in his career. And the whole time we're having this conversation, if we would bring something up, he would start knocking on wood. He's superstitious knocking on wood. Imagine going in for surgery and your doctor's like, you should have a full recovery. You should be totally fine. No, you should know that you're good enough at what you do to not be knocking on this wood. Imagine there's no wood around. There's no wood in hospitals. He's going to pull one of these moves. No, we did this. The old head. Oh, knocking on his penis. On wood. Yeah, knocking on his junk. Now he has to get hard at the at the, at the the office. You think that's funny? Yeah. And it's him. He's always been that way. He's knocking on wood. I'm like, have faith, my, my brother and... And Hashem. He in, um, what's it called where you say something and then it comes to fruition? Uh, manifestation. He's a big manifester. I mean, it is true. The energy that words hold and the energy that, that the thoughts. to say bad things. Yeah. 
But the knocking on wood, I'm like, that's play pretend. I get being, you know, superstitious or like getting, you know, whatever. But I'm like, you're going to be a doctor. I don't want to see my doctor knocking on wood. Yeah, you know, your 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 surgery has a 90% survival rate, but that 10%. You like it? I did another new joke last night. I was at the uh, Chatterbox in Covina chatterbox comedy show it was so fun i had a few of you guys come out to see me i don't know if you actually listen to the podcast but that was a weird noise a few fans few fans come to see me there's a guy who works at the odd future the golf clothing store warehouse you know where they like print everything i said give me a fucked up one steal one for me send it to me he said he would we'll see I don't want a fucked up one, but like I don't want him to get in trouble for stealing. I feel like if you're like, oh well, the the inseam is whatever, I'll take it. Um, so yeah, some people came out to see me. It was fun, but uh, I tried out a new joke that I haven't said out loud yet, and you know I don't want to give it away, but also like you know you guys deserve it. The joke is about how I have a friend who always says that she hates cats. It's like she makes it her personality. She's like, I hate cats. I hate cats. It's like, oh, do you hate Mondays too? You unoriginal bitch. Um, she always says that. And then I find out, she tells me, she goes, oh yeah, I'm, I'm allergic to cats. Okay. Well, that explains it then. That explains it. You know, yeah. Okay, you don't hate cats, you're allergic. Yeah, obviously. I don't hate Italians, I'm just allergic to garlic. There's something there. It needs more building, but then I could even add more onto that. Yeah, of course, you don't hate cats, you're allergic to them. That's, you know, you can't say that about things. It's not like if, uh, you know, whatever, I'll figure it out later. My brain is not not in the mood to workshop here. But it's got good bones. And good legs. And a nice ass and some big titties. So that was a new one. You know, it was annoying, though. I left my joke book at home. And I don't really use it, but I like having it. It's a safety net. Sometimes I'll jot down new ideas in there, transfer them onto my phone, vice versa. There, it was so annoying. I only had my phone, so I'm looking through all my newer stuff that I wanted to try. And... And I'm trying to copy and paste something. There's two new jokes back to back. So I'm trying to copy them and drag them down at the bottom. I, I highlighted them and deleted. I hit I hit cut instead of copy. Fun fact, if you cut something, you have the ability to paste it. Yeah. Oh, are you kidding my ass right now? Yeah. Cut. Paste. If only you were there. This is why I need you, babe. Utility. Utility purposes. Uh, we like we have a joke now that we're roommates, and that's why we're in couples therapy. I said, man, you kiss me real nice for a roommate. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're roommates. You're my Apple repair guy. You're my part-time manager you're my you're my co co-writer you're my what's it called when you workshop ideas you're my writing partner and i sometimes you're my boyfriend but i freelance freelance boyfriend yeah, we're in couples therapy. I was telling my grandma about that, and she was like, oh, my God, you're so smart. You're so wise. That's so good for you. And I was like, yeah, my sisters are haters, and they think it's so stupid that I'm doing it a year into my relationship. It's like, this is the only relationship I've ever been in long term for real. But it is crazy because in couples therapy, I did a one-on-one. He did a one-on-one, and then I just did my one-on-one. And honestly, at this point, I'm like, I just want to do one-on-ones. Like, the relationship will be fine if I work my shit out. And if you work your shit out. But the whole couples thing, it's like, okay, it's nice that we're splitting the bill here. But I just kind of want it all to myself. I love talking about me. I love being diagnosed. I love being analyzed. I want someone to just brainwash me. 
into thinking positively and better. But I did my one-on-one and I'm I'm realizing because I had to talk about relationships and I'm still repeating the same behaviors of my old relationships and these patterns. And she said, that's okay. She said, change, you know, people think change is like linear or that, you know, you, it's like a staircase or something. I don't know what she said. That's kind of, I think, why therapy doesn't work great for me is because I hear these awesome things and then they just kind of go out go out the dome and they don't really register with me but you said something about like that's okay if you're repeating the same patterns because everyone does and it's kind of in this circle but when you make these changes then it kind of like shifts it differently or something like that like we're all we're all what I took from that because I don't remember her words but what I took from it is like we all are who we are like there's really such little change or like there's no, like, like we can't really make these giant preposterous changes because at the end of the day, even if we start, like when I got sober, that might seem like a big change, but I really am still who I am. I just don't have that small, you know, like medicine, my liquid medicine to kind of do these small changes within me. And... So I think even though I'm I'm repeating some similar behaviors to old relationships, I'm at least I'm making a change by going to therapy. And by doing that, you know, these small changes will happen. But like a bitch is still going to be a bitch at the end of the day. Like I'm still going to be making these decisions because they are what I'm used to. They're what feels safe. They're whatever. But I can make healthier changes within that. I think, I don't know, maybe, maybe she's going to crack some shit open in the next few sessions and be like, you're wrong. But I thought that was pretty interesting. We have our next session tomorrow. Are you free? Yeah. Yeah. I'm pumped. Are you pumped? Yeah. Okay. Not really. I love it. I guess you've done so much therapy. Babe, we're on the pot. I don't know. I I just like when people diagnose me. Don't you? No. Yeah, you do. No, I like to self-diagnose. Yeah. Yeah, I like a little mixture of both. I even like the uh, the browser diagnoser. WebMD? No, even like taking that autistic test. Mm. That stuff's fun. Yeah, Mo's a little... Mo's maybe mildly on the spec... It was funny because did I talk about this? We took a we took an autism test online, like a autism spectrum test, and I think my score was like maybe eleven or twelve, and it was like, yeah, you're super low. Like you might have a couple tendencies that could seem like that, but you're pretty normal. And then when my boyfriend took the test, it was, his score was like nineteen. It was like, see a doctor at your earliest convenience. <laughs> That's my boy. Wait, should we go on Love on the Spectrum? I think I passed the test. You could. Maybe you could finally live your dream of dating Rick Glassman. Maybe. You guys could get linked up on the show. I'd do it. What? Is Rick Glassman one of the guys that you would? You would plow? Oh, I'd plow. Oh, yeah. Mo would plow Rick in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. If we're talking like people I have met. He's pretty hip. He's hip. Yeah, Yeah. he's hip. Rick is hip, yeah. I'd plow Rick. Yeah. I'd plow a majority of people. Would you you would plow Santino? Hundred. Yeah. I tried when we were here. <laughs> yeah, we were with here. your pubes out. <laughs> you thought that'd get them going? Yeah. They're two toned. Yeah. We got a little orange on one side, a little brunette on it the was other. It's a weird moment because he didn't even act. Like, he was just like, oh, you do? I was like, yeah, look. Like, <laughs> like I don't even know how that happened. Your pants were already unzipped yeah. the entire time. I. It, I think about it all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, so now our inside joke, whenever Mo does something that's a little bit quirky or different, I go number 19, because that was his ranking on the autism spectrum test. That's my little 19. Uh, look at Beans. He's so cute. I took him to one of these like fancy. I always get swindled. I'm such a little whore for like Hollywood glam. 
Like, I love the cheesy, like, overhyped L.A. shit. And my sisters, I have such... That's something that... I want to do couples therapy, but, like, with my mom and with my sisters. Well, that's family therapy. I know, but I don't want family therapy. I want couples therapy. I like I like the lady in couples therapy. Does she not do family? I think she does individual and family, but every time I'm like, bitch, I want an individual, she's like, mm, no. She said she doesn't. She doesn't do it, but on her website, which I stalked, I found her Instagram, I found her website, it says that she does individual relationship and family, but maybe she's, the longer she's done it, maybe she's like, oh, I'm best with or couples. Or if you come in as a couple. Individual. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. You can't just switch it. Yeah, because I realized, you know, I I really, I'm, I'm such, I want everyone's approval all the time, which is, I think, why I'm good at comedy, but also why I'm bad at mental health around it, because I'm constantly just thinking about what people want from me, what people like from me. If someone doesn't like me, it really ruins me because I've always been someone who needs everyone's love and approval and attention. And so I need to, you know, learn how to be okay on my own and with my own thoughts and with my own actions because I used to feel pretty, you know, liberated and free and free-spirited and fun and confident and that's just been kind of etched away throughout the years. I had a good tweet. I wouldn't say it's viral, but I had a good tweet. I tweeted uh Why are you laughing? I had a good tweet. It was good. I said, uh, um, let me pull it up. Apologies to anyone I've met in the past 26 years. I haven't been feeling like myself. How many likes did it get? 608 likes. Yeah, that's a lot. It's more followers than you have on Instagram. Maybe. Yeah. Take that, you private biatch. Yeah. 608 likes, 71 retweets, nine replies. And yeah, that did feel good after what I've just said about needing people's approval. But it's true. I feel like, you know, I, I've, I've, I've wanted people, I care more about what other people think than myself that I've lost sight of myself. That's not a good position to be in. And I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that. I think it's a very common, uh, thing to be dealing with and so I want to get back to that you know free-spirited young vibe young pure heart thing and a lot of it is like you got to kind of fake it till you make it with a lot of things you know you gotta like if act as if act as though because it truly does change your mindset it's just hard to get out of it when you're like so stuck in this like negative loop feedback but that's what it comes down to. I just want everyone to like me all the time, but that's not healthy. So I got to let go of that. But I was, you know, my sisters, uh, they're older than me. So I've always wanted their approval and they do approve me. They're so supportive and so approving. But anytime they make like some kind of comment, oh, I got to cancel my Showtime subscription. I do not want to pay for that. We have to finish Yellow Jackets today. Um... But yeah, like my, my sisters will make the tiniest comments and I internalize it and think about it and live my life based on that forever. And my grandma even said today when I told her I was doing couples therapy, she's like, good for you. I'm like, yeah, my sisters think it's weird that I'm doing couples therapy a year into my relationship. And she said, you're smarter than them. Sorry, Brittany and Courtney, but that's on grandma's words. Try to fight her. She's about to be 91. I dare you fight an old woman. She said, you're smarter, you know, and you're schmuck. You're delicious and beautiful. And I said, <laughs> that's what I said. I just stared at her. Um, and it's like, yeah, I got to just do my own thing. Because if I live the way that they feel comfortable living, then I'm going to live their life. And their life is great, but I don't want their life. So I got to do me. Like I just... uh. I wanted to move into this apartment in my apartment building, this unit that was open. It's a two bedroom and I'm in a one bedroom and it was so cheap and affordable. And so I was like, it's only $300 more than my rent. I should go. That's like a, that makes sense. I don't have to move very far. I'm already, I already have a lease with them. Like I don't need to start over, but now I have space. I could 
turn the second bedroom into a podcast studio, yada, yada. I'm like, this is just, it's easy. My sisters are like, that's crazy. Like, why would you do that? Like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it just, it, it came up. I wasn't looking for it. It just came up and it seemed right. Actually, I think I was looking for it because I was looking at apartments just for funsies. But I do that all the time. I love living in fantasy land. We've talked about this. And so then that just happened. Anyway, the par- the apartment, they they didn't get back to me. They rented it to someone. And now ugh, I want to beat up this person in the apartment building because I'm pissed because they're paying so little. They're paying $300 more than me for an extra bedroom. That's insane. Um and and so then my phone has been acting so weird i can't use my maps on my phone ways or maps it's not registering i don't know what's going on we'll talk about it later oh you know you'll put your blue collared shirt on we'll do some role playing you work at the apple store my phone needs repairs we don't have sex though you just help me that's my idea of a good role play and uh And so I'm trying to upgrade my phone and me and my sister share a Verizon. Shout out to Verizon. We share a Verizon plan. And so I asked them, I'm like, do you guys want to use the upgrade? I kind of want to. Let me know. They were like, go for it. But my one sister, she was like, she's like, oh, wow. You sure? Like, what did she say? I'm going to read it out to you guys. I'm putting her on blast right now. We talked about it and we're good now. But you guys tell me if this sounds a little bit shysty. So I said, what did I say? Oh, yeah. Okay. So she said, LOL, Allie, you're like Goldilocks with your phone and apartment, always upgrading. But I think Verizon, yada, yada. Just make sure you're okay with how much you'll pay extra. You might get a discount. But that first part, Allie, you're like Goldilocks with your phone and apartment, always upgrading. Bitch, do you want me to be downgrading? What's the complaint here? That I'm trying to have better quality things in my life? You know what I mean? Don't do that condescending face. I'm in a mood right now, babe. I'll go off. I will. I will. She said, you're always upgrading. She could tell that I was uh, that I was feeling feisty after that text. Because I said, uh, I was being, okay. I said, ah, yes, I'm exactly like Goldilocks, trying to improve the quality of things I use daily. Spot on. I know. Clap back. Yeah, I was clapping back. And then I was about to say, oh, sorry, should I be downgrading? Is that better for you guys if I just start downgrading? Does anyone have a flip phone from middle school that you used? Like, what the hell is that? They don't want to see me win. They say they do. And they act like they do. But really, do they? Because these texts don't prove that. Um, so she called me right after I sent that snarky-ass text. And we were LOLsing about it. She didn't mean it. That's what she says. I'll believe her for my own <sighs> blood levels. What's it called? Blood pressure. But, yeah, I'm like, okay, salty-ass. I remember I asked, I used to, when I was doing comedy in the beginning, you know, I would, I would sign up at these open mics and the open mic sign-up sheets are like tiny. They're tiny pieces of little ripped up paper and you crumple them up, you write your name on it, you put it in a bucket, they get pulled out. And I have a long ass last name, Makovsky. It never fit on those little sign-up sheets. So I would just go by Ali Mack. I'm like, that's easier. It fits on the paper. No one has to ask me how to pronounce it. Easy breezy. And I told my sister, I was like, should I just go by Allie Mack or should I go by Allie Mikofsky? She was like, Allie Mikofsky, it sounds more adult. Okay, I was 20 at the time. I'm not an adult. I don't need to be an adult. Allie Mack would be so much better than Mikofsky, but I'm not in a place in my career where I can just Madonna it up and switch. You know, like Christina Pajitsky, she does Christina P now, but she already she's already known, you know? I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? Allie Mack or Allie Makovsky? I always thought it was kind of one or the other. I didn't really... It is kind of one or the other. Yeah, I always... I I feel like if you're a close friend, and by that I mean like a fan of the pod, you listen to the pod, you know, you're on my Patreon, it's like, you can call me Allie Mack. Like, we're cool. Yeah, I thought you kind of already did. Okay. So you think it's like both. It's a mixture. It's a hybrid. Yeah, I don't think it's different. Okay. What about you? 
Which one do you like better? Mikofsky. You like Mikofsky. Why is that? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Let I me know in the yeah. comments below. Yeah. Let me know in the comments. Which one's winning? Which one's my my stage name, as they say? Is it Ali Mikofsky or Ali Mack? See, once again, me trying to get other people's approval. What do you guys like? I'll change my name if you guys think it's better. I'm so insane. I literally, I can't think for myself. No backbone, no thought, no brain of my own. I just want to be, this is the thing. I just want to be loved. And why? Because I didn't see it at home. Where were Larry and Jennifer when I could have used this love and admiration as a child? I wouldn't be in this predicament I'm in now. I would have strong thoughts, strong opinions. But no, I'm just a little jellyfish, spineless, floating, not making a scene. But I'll, I'll stay you when you least expect it. Yeah, so I went to my grandma's today. I, what else? What was I just talking about? Went to my grandma's. I uh, did Chatterbox. That was fun. That was fun. That was a good show in Covina. Um, nothing really too exciting. But I saw Gene Pompa. Gene Pompa, he's a comedian. And it's funny, small world. I went to school with his daughter, Bianca. And uh, so that's always kind of fun seeing him. Because, you know, we lived in the same area. We were kind of neighbors. And now we both do comedy. Well, he's always been doing comedy, but... It's just kind of funny, you know, in life. Oh, but the reason I bring it up is because Mr. Beans got groomed at this bougie ass. If you try, guess how much this bougie ass place. And I always fall for this trap, okay? I fell for this trap with these people called the Striker Sisters. It's these three hot little sisters. One does eyebrows, one does hair, and one does like fashion and styling and they're these cool hip sisters and there was a lot of buzz about them you know because they work as a team and they do a great job and I have these thick ass eyebrows so a few years ago maybe five years ago I hit up the eyebrow lady and I said hey I have really thick eyebrows you know if you ever need like an eyebrow model for your Instagram or a live thing like let me know She's like, oh, I don't think I do at the moment, but like we can work out a deal because I'm giving her this whole sob story. I'm an up and coming comedian. I'm doing shows and open mics and, you know, I don't really have that much money. So I'd love to be a model for you for eyebrows. I mean, who wouldn't want these brows to, you know, model for them for eyebrows? They're good brows, thick, a lot of, lot of stuff to work with. She's like, yeah, we'll work out a deal. If you come by, like, make an appointment and we'll work out a deal. And I'm like, okay, great. So I make an appointment. I get my eyebrows done. And when I go to check out, no deal had been discussed. And I'm too young at this point to even, I can't even fathom having a conversation about it. I'm too nervous. I, the, I think the eyebrows cost maybe like, something insane and all they do this is why she's so hyped up she just tweezes she doesn't wax at all she just tweezes and she keeps really thick full brows so she tweezed I looked it looked like I didn't even get my eyebrows done because it's a natural look she tweezed what felt like maybe six brows and the price for it was maybe two thirty, two hundred thirty dollars or something insane could you could we find their prices online I wonder if it's listed striker S-T-R-I-I-I-K-E-R. Striker sisters, eyebrows. Yeah, three eyes because they're three sisters. Okay, strike. Let's see. Website. Because I remember the price of this was absurd. I wanted to cry. You know, in those. How much? 225. 225. I was close. Eyebrows, 225. Guess how much money I had in my bank account at that time? $250, $250 to my name, $225 eyebrows. I was, I didn't know what to do. I was so embarrassed. And so I just paid for it and I cried and I called my sisters and they're like, why would you do that? And, you know, I just, I wanted the Hollywood glam. I think this is my version of manifesting and I don't think it's accurate or that it's proven to work. 
But if I want something and I don't have the means to get it, I kind of just keep doing it and I go, the money will come. The money will come. If I want to get my eyebrows done by this fancy, bougie person, like that's the lifestyle that I have to afford. So if I have 250 in my bank account and those eyebrows mean a lot to me and they're 225 guess what? $25 will go to whatever needs to be covered until I make more money. Like, I, that's the kind of manifesting I do. I don't think it's actual and legitimate, but... So so my sister sends me this TikTok of this groomer. Benny, come here. Uh-oh. Come here. Well, so my sister sends me a TikTok of this groomer, and she does great stuff. And so I... uh and so, you know, in my my sister like is kind of like, oh, you should go go to her. She later rebuked that statement and said, I never said that. I just thought you'd like her videos. But, you know, I'm trying to get my sister's approval. I want them to, you know, think that I'm doing great and that I'm killing it and that everything's awesome. So I make an appointment with this groomer. Also, I liked her videos. I wanted my dog to go to a nice groomer. So I took him there. And of course, I don't discuss the price beforehand. I'm an idiot. I'm like, whatever the price is, it is. That's what it's meant to be. Namaste. So we take him to the groomer, and when I pick him up, it was the same as my eyebrows. It was the same as my eyebrows at that fancy place. Now, luckily, I can, you know, afford that. I don't want to do it regularly. I can't do it regularly, but, you know, one-time thing. It was expensive as hell, though, but he looks so cute. My boyfriend doesn't like the way he looks. He's the opposite of Burlington Coat Factory in this situation. But I do. I like the way he looks, and I, I guarantee that. But yeah, it was expensive. And then I told my sisters, and they're like, why would you go there? Isn't it expensive? I'm not going to seem broke and ask her how much it's going to cost beforehand. That's what broke people do. I'm trying to manifest not being poor. I don't ask how much. I just deal with it. And then we're all good. Everyone thinks that I'm killing it. The Allie Mac manifestation system. Yeah, that's what it is. It's my manifestation program. You 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 become homeless in order to f- fulfill a lifestyle that you think will get you somewhere. I posted about doing five shows on Friday. I was booked to do five shows. I did catfish everyone because I only made it to three shows. But I went to every single show. It's just... That's the annoying thing. So... My first show was at the Improv Lab, and my second show was at this, like, outdoor space, and the timing of it, from what I was told, seemed like I would go to the Improv first, and then I'd go to this outdoor place second, and so, or no, 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 the timing, they were like, we're going to start right on time at the outdoor show. Well, I don't need to get into the semantics of it, but essentially, like, all these shows that were outside of the clubs were, like, I told them, like, oh, I have to get to a spot after this. I'm coming from here before this, and they're, like, no worries. We're starting right at this time, which means you'll go on right at this time, so I get there when I'm supposed to, and they're, like, we're gonna start in, like, about 15, 20 more minutes, and so I show up, and I'm, like, I can't. I have to go to my other spot, so I would go to the other one and then come back to the thing but there was yeah there's two that I wasn't able to make so but that's the name you gotta you gotta fake it till you make it five shows no one knows I didn't make it to the two unless you came to those and you didn't see me but I tried I, I was physically there at every venue that I said I was going to perform at. I made an effort it's not my fault I couldn't perform it's the fault of the people who run the shows and start at least 30 minutes late every time I did the Brea Improv um, and my mom didn't invite her, but God bless her soul. She invited herself and she brought 12 of her friends and they were all there too supportive, annoyingly supportive. It felt like a talent show where everyone, I'm on stage and people are like, go Allie. I'm like, there's no, there's no award service after this show. Like we're not going to stand on a little staircase and give out medals. Yeah. Go Allie. Yeah. I'm going. I'm going. I'm here. I'm there. I'm nowhere. I'm everywhere. So supportive, but so annoying. It was killing my timing. They're laughing at weird parts. Oh, it was awful, but it was a good show. I did a show at uh, at the hotel across the street from the comedy store at the Pendry at their like members only club. 
fuck these members only clubs. It's so corny. It's so corny because they think they're so fancy and cool and special. I looked it up. I looked up membership, $2,800 for a year. That's rent money. That's that's a month of rent, maybe two months of rent. Oh, what's, let's do this math, okay? Let me pull out the calculator, the percolator. Okay, 2,800 to be a member of this club for a year divided by 12 because that's how many months are on a year. That's You're paying $230 a month. Sure, that's like, yeah, that's a, that's relatively expensive, relatively speaking. But when you really look at it, at this exclusive members-only club, 250 a month, you ain't shit, okay? And they're all, all these little members paying their cheap-ass initiation fees to be a member. They're all at this comedy show, and it's so annoying because they all have a stick up their ass. They think that there's some hot shit. Everyone's like, I work in tech. I work in entertainment. I work here. I work there. Okay, this girl goes, they're like the host of the show. They just, you know, they were all cool. They were all fine people. But at comedy shows at these exclusive places like Soho House or whatever, they just kind of sit there unless they think that you're good enough for them to laugh. And then they'll laugh because you've passed their little mental test. So annoying. They're not there for a good time. They're there to think that they're better than everyone. But the host of the show's on. He's asking everyone what they do. Someone works in tech. Someone works in tech. This one woman, she's like, I, I co- I'm I, I'm the owner of an app. I own an app. I'm a founder of an app. Like, what app is it? She's like, teen mental health. I'm like, and everyone's like sucking her off. They're like, mm, you're a good one. You're a good one. And I go on stage and I was like, you're selling children's data. That's what you're doing. You're selling data of these teens with mental issues to bigger companies you're selling data. And I'm sure that the app might be helpful to people. Like, that's the thing. And I know I did ads for them and it does make me upset. But BetterHelp, it's good. They say that it's not a crisis line. I think that's what it should be. It should be a crisis line. Because there, there's, it's like Uber. I don't know. I could go on and on about it. And I don't really feel like it because I don't know if I have the most clear opinions on it yet but from what I've seen and I know that my my research is like five TikTok videos I've seen about it which are probably very biased I'm sure that BetterHelp does do some good but I think also when you're dealing with that many therapists not saying that it's easy to become a therapist but it but if you become one it doesn't mean that you're good at it and if you're getting hired over the internet It's just easy for a lot of these bad ones to slip through. And because you can constantly rotate different therapists, what kind of care are you really getting on there? You know, and I think it should be more of a crisis hotline when you just need someone to vent to. Unless you find someone really great. But I'm like, I I feel like at some point we're going to realize we all got to go back to basics. We all got to find like real life therapists you know, like through recommendations from people or through like your own searching. And maybe that's what BetterHelp could be used for. Just kind of going through until you find someone who you think is legit and who seems good. But but then it's like, yeah, they are selling your data. Maybe not BetterHelp, but like definitely apps. Every single app you use is selling your data. Obviously, you got to take the risk with the reward. Mama loves Instagram. Mama loves TikTok. Mama loves you know, all these platforms take my data. I don't care. Thank you for your service. Thank you for providing me endless content that makes me go numb emotionally. I appreciate it. Here's my data in return. And I guess that's the same for, yeah, whatever. But I, I thought it was, I thought I had a little clever riff because everyone was just jerking her off, sucking her down. And I'm like, you're selling data, but I support the app. If it, you know, if it's doing good work, I support it. But <sighs> Yeah, so I did that show and I used their pool. I got recognized at the pool the next day. This woman was like, you're, I'm so bad at accents and maybe it is still, maybe it's offensive, but she said comedian in such a great way that I hadn't heard comedian, 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 comedian. I don't know. She said it really funky. I got my nails done. They look cute. Did I do anything else? 
No. <gasps> yes. Okay. I'll end with this. I got my sister from her old job. She had these gift cards to Soothe. Speaking of apps, Soothe is like a mobile massage. It's like Uber for massages. You order, you order a massage. They come to wherever you are. Say you're out on the road. You're on vacation. You're in you know, New Jersey, you're at a hotel, you can get a massage therapist to your hotel to rub you down, rub you up, take care of you. And so my sister had these gift cards. They were good gift cards. I have about three. I used one, but they're $89, they're $99 gift cards. The massages cost $89. It's kind of pricey for a massage, in my opinion. Because you could go, there's this place I go to out here. It's like, how much is that place? Like 65 for a 60-minute massage? Oh, so good. So, but I'm like, whatever, I have this gift card. So I end up getting a 90 minute massage instead of a 60 minute. Cause then the leftover difference was like $30. Pfft, nothing. 30 bucks for a 90 minute rub down with this gift card. Hell yeah. And I was a little bit nervous, you know, cause they're coming into your house. Are they going to be a weirdo? This girl was great. She was, um, I don't know. She had an exotic name she didn't really speak English that much, which is nice because you don't want someone talking to you during the massage. This is the interesting thing. I like falling asleep. I know a massage is good if I'm so relaxed that I fall asleep because then they're still working on the knots, but you're not even there. You're, you know, on a little brain vacation. I love falling asleep during a massage. My boyfriend thinks that that's a waste of money if you fall asleep, right? I think it's what the money is used for. You want to be so slumbered, so relaxed. So what are you just doing? You're just thinking about all your thoughts during a massage? You're Enjoying paying someone it. you're paying someone to have you be like, "Oh, what do I have to do tomorrow?" Enjoying it. You're enjoying though you're the no, whole time I'm your not, brain's no, just going I'm this thinking is about nice, other stuff, but I'm getting nice. touched. That's what I'm paying for. I want to just fall asleep. No, I want to black fall out for free. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I love, I love falling asleep. But yeah, the soothe was good. She brought all. She brought the bed. She brought nice new sheets. I I give I I get I get very paranoid though. I've always been a paranoid person because she had this little gym go away bag that had all the new sheets in it and stuff like that and her oils and the lotions and whatnot and the whole time because she had it on the couch and then I have a small apartment so the the bed is right by the couch I'm like is there what if she put a camera in the gym bag and it's a tiny little camera that's facing me so now I'm just naked you were butt naked I was butt well I kept my underwear on she said I had to I had my underwear on you did yeah they just roll the sheet under the underwear and Uh, pull it down a little bit when I walked in yeah. Covering the front door. Couldn't oh, yeah. And in. this was so fucking annoying. So I tell my boyfriend, we'll talk about this in couples therapy. I tell, that's our new little catchphrase, too. I say that we're roommates. And then anytime we have any sort of like disagreement or we just say something stupid, I go, mm, we'll talk about this in couples therapy. But we, uh, so I text him. He's out working, allegedly having an affair. He's out, you know, working and, uh, And I told him, I was like, hey, are you going to be home in time? Should we get a massage together? He can't. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm getting a massage regardless. So I'm like, my massage is going to be from 7 to 8.30. He's like, oh, I might be coming home by then. And I'm like, okay, no worries. But like, I'm getting a massage. Okay. So I tell the lady, I said, hey, my boyfriend might be coming in during the massage, but he's just going to go straight to the bedroom, like just giving you a heads up. Because she's in this strange house. What if a man walks in? That's creepy. So I give her a heads up. She's like, okay. And so I'm getting the massage. It's like about maybe halfway through. He walks in and he goes to the room and starts watching like Instagram reels full volume. I could hear everything. There's like, you know, Jack Johnson playing on my Bluetooth speaker in the living room. Like, no combination. No one's like a moon on the back of the... And then it's like, oh, shit. What just happened? Did you see that from the other room? I almost wanted to call over and be like, I can hear you. But I, I like to do the thing of letting it boil, you know, get tense. That way she can work out the knots as they come. Get the most bang for my buck. So I was just flexing my ass cheeks and everything. Full rage. But it was good. I'm using them again. And I'm a good girlfriend, so I'm using one of the gift cards on my boyfriend. Um, 
But yeah, I loved it. Check it out. Check out Soothe. They're not a sponsor, but I love the massage. I was very impressed. But I'm sure same thing as what I've been saying, you know. There's probably one freak in that mix of Soothe masseuses who's just a little nasty dirt dog. Yeah, there's got to be more than one, but... I got a good one. Well, you can request. That's the nice thing. You can request male or female or no preference. Female all the way. For some reason, guys touching me. I don't know what kind of trauma maybe I've endured as a child or something, but it sets me off. They get too close to the titty and I'm like, fuck you, you dirty pig. What? About being at the massage with you? We got a couple's massage and I requested a woman because I know this about myself. I just, I don't... There's sometimes where I have a male masseuse and it's a great massage, but the whole time I'm just expecting them to get too close to a titty or something. And so I'm just, I'm just anticipating it. So I don't like it. I just know that I'm going to be most relaxed with a woman. So I request a woman, he requests whatever. And, um, and we get there and they put us in the room. And when the two massage therapists come in, One's a woman, one's a man. And the man goes to me, the woman goes to him. They don't realize that I'm the one who wants the woman, whatever. But I'm like, I don't want to say anything. He's probably good. Like, it's no big deal. I overreact. So he's massaging me. And I'm just getting bad vibes. I'm just feeling like he's going a little too too close up the hammies. And you know what's sick now that I say this? I'm all nervous and weird about him now. When I was a kid... Because my parents had really good health insurance. So I was getting like baby massages. I was in like elementary school, middle school, getting massages with my mom. Um, And I would tell, I was such a little dirty dog. I would tell, they would say, oh, do you have any areas that are affecting you? I'd say upper thigh, lower back. I swear to God, I would say that because I wanted them to touch my butt. That's weird. Yeah, it is weird. I got a boner once while the pediatrician touched my balls. Can you speak into the mic? We're on air. What I got was a that? boner once when a pediatrician touched my balls. How old were you? 13. Was it a female or a male? Mm-hmm. Female. female. It was so embarrassing. You like instantly you just oh, got a boner. Yeah, she touched it and you're like. Yeah. yeah. She's used to that though. Yeah, but you like it's a pediatrician. Like everything around yeah. is cartoon. See, but that's and- like, but my, but my situation's different. That's like if you went to the pediatrician for a headache and you're like, could you do a ball exam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing that. I was a little perv. I don't know why. I was being a little freak nasty. I don't know if it was like I wanted to catch them like doing it, you know, if I wanted to see if they would or if I just I think I just liked my butt being rubbed. And it gives you like a heart flutter when you're a kid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think I like that. See, I just want everyone to like me. Yeah. I just want to be liked. I want to feel loved. So, yeah, so I would tell them. But now, you know, as an adult, I don't need that anymore. I have my roommate to rub my ass. So... You know, he's getting, he's making me feel weird. And normally in these situations, I think a lot of women can relate to this. We get quiet. We get small. We go, oh, you know, I'm probably making it weird. I don't want to be a bitch, whatever. And normally in those situations, I don't say anything. I'm just like, whatever, just like clenched fist, clenched ass, angry the whole time. But I was like, I'm going to do something different. I'm breaking the repetitive circle. And I, I, I was like, hey, can I go to the bathroom? And, uh, and so he's like, okay. So I like run, I put my clothes on when he walks out and I go to the front desk and I'm like, I asked for a female and they let me go back in and they swapped him out for a woman. And when he came out, he looked so gay. He looked so flamboyant, but I still just, I wasn't fucking with it. I don't care. I want a woman's touch. I want a woman's love. I'm down with dudes touching me in massages. Yeah. I got that scrub at Wee Spa. Mm-hmm. It's the gnarliest thing I've ever... Yeah, the scrubs at the Korean spa are the best. In public. Yeah. Yeah, you're surrounded by people. And he was in my ass. She was crazy. Lee, we gotta get you to Wee Spa. You gotta do the scrub. Check it out. Yeah, they scrub you down. You're fully naked. They're wearing the Dude women... In a bathing suit and... Yeah, sandals. the women wear lingerie. They wear, like black underwear and black bras and they just rub you down they get into all the crevices they're not shy no and it just you feel like a baby after all your dead skin is off all the grime and dirt and debris is done yeah they they really get in it's great but um yeah i think that's the episode
Anything else that I should talk about? Does anyone have any questions for me? Anyone just interested? In... Okay. That's the episode. Make sure to um, follow Resting Bee Pod on Instagram. Um, go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash Allie Makofsky. I do a Zoom hang with my top tier patrons each month. We have a good time. My grandma complimented uh, my ring that my sweet uh, top tier Patreon Sylvia made me. She's a jeweler. She made me this flexing ass ring. It's so nice. My grandma's like, that's ballin'. I'm like, yeah, I got fans. It's no big deal. It's so nice. Um, and then what else? I'm going to be at Moon Tower Comedy Festival in Austin, Texas, and then I'll be in Houston, Dallas, San Antonio. So get tickets. Go to AllieMakovsky.com slash shows, and I'll see you later. Hope you have a good week. Remember, fake it till you make it, baby. You don't got to be perfect, but you can pretend. <laughs> Bye. Oh, my friend.